My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful. We have the right to peacefully assemble. The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step into the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. Hey, welcome back. Uh, happy Monday. Um, I'm just going to get right into it because we only have him for a short time, and I just found out that we could have him this morning. So I'm sorry to mix things up for you. We're going to go about a half hour late today. We're going to cut this uh, interview off, and then we're going to go straight into straight into other things today as well. We have a live interview with Stuart Rhodes. His, his trial starts this week. Um, he is the founder of the Oath Keepers. So let's wait, not waste any time. Let's go ahead and bring Stuart on. Stuart, welcome to the show. Hey, good to be here, man. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I mean, I, I asked you how you're doing under the circumstances. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing doing well. You know, like I, like I said, uh, I start every day with a, with a prayer of thanks to God for the good things of my life and for my health and, and frankly for placing me here to make to fight this fight. And I know my co-defendants, the other Oath Keepers being tried with me, um, have the same mindset. And so, you know, we're staying strong. And we see this as part of what it's going to take to restore our republic. It's important for us to set the example of how to be uh, political prisoners with with morals and ethics and, and not, you know, not bend the knee, not turn on other people and bear false witness. This is being done to us, unfortunately. So we have to set the example of, of how to do it with, uh, with, uh, with principle. Well, I think that's the, that's an interesting part of what of what you're of what we've seen is that is that people are turning against people. First of all, the media has literally just gotten the narrative wrong on January sixth, and the January sixth committee, while your trial is going on inside of D.C., is actually meeting to create more of this this circus lie that they're that they've been going with. And that's the, that's the issue, is that this, from the very beginning, has been just a relentless propaganda and demonization campaign, not just against us Oath Keepers, but against everybody in J6. It started back in, in, you know, in February of 2021, when Danny Thompson and other congressmen sued President Trump, Giuliani, uh, Proud Boys, and Oath Keepers, alleging conspiracy among all of us to disrupt Congress. They, they told you the game plan right there. And everything since then has been a relentless attempt to make that, you know, quote-unquote true by presenting fake and trumped-up evidence to, to make make it so. So it's, it's, the, it's the big lie. It really is an empire of lies, as, as my old boss Ron Paul used to say. You know, truth is treason in an empire of lies. So you worked for Ron Paul. 
That's right. I worked on his DC staff for for a year between college and and, uh, and law school. Yes, and and I think he's he's absolutely correct. You know, truth is treason, and the truth that we were speaking, like myself and our legal counsel Kelly Sorrell, who they just arrested, by the way. Um, we did an open letter, two open letters to President Trump, um, co-authored by us, calling for him to invoke the Insurrection Act to declare that across the country, the fundamental right to vote. And, and equal protection of the law is being violated, and the election itself was unconstitutional and, and illegal, did not comply with Article 2 of the Constitution. And we called on him to use his power as the president and commander-in-chief to do a mass declassification of all the dirty secrets of the elites and uh, then do a mass, you know, WikiLeaks-style data dump. So, you know, that's, <laughs> that puts you on the radar. When you, when you start talking about something that could just absolutely destroy the deep state exposure. Um, they don't like that. So I think that's why I'm sitting in a concrete box 22 hours a day. And then with Kelly Sorrell, our legal counsel, like me, on January 6th, she did not enter the building. She was there as our legal counsel. They just arrested her and indicted her two weeks ago. She was going to be one of our star witnesses. So it's kind of weird how our star witnesses keep getting indicted. So you start. I mean, this is this is a playbook right out of the out of the FBI's playbook. Is that they just uh, harass, intimidate, lie, cheat, steal, do whatever they can in order to meet the ends of what. And 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 frankly, uh, you know, the, you're you're not the only one. One of the things we're going to talk about today is what the FBI has been doing across the across the country, and it's pretty it's pretty damning. We have like 11, 12, 13 different things that they've done that they're involved in that are. Uh, <laughs> that don't paint a good picture about them. Well, that's, that's why, you know, God bless this whistleblower that's stepping forward, uh, that Dan Bongino interviewed. I haven't seen the interview yet or heard it, but I know he's got an FBI agent who stepped forward and said that that's it. They're, they're um, grossly overcharging J6 defendants, twisting it into an insurrection that was not, and uh, creating everyone's terrorist, and then encouraging FBI agents across the country to use all of those arrests across the country to amplify this idea that there's some kind of, you know, huge uptick in right-wing terrorism. And it fits right in with with, Obama, with, uh, with Biden. I mean, look what Biden said, right? Last few speeches, he said that half the country basically are terrorists and fascists and, and anti-democracy. So it's just, you know, it's no surprise. It's 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 the culmination of their attempt to make J6 their, the Reichstag fire for America. And use it as the same way the Nazis used the fire to burn down their parliament in 1933. They used that as their excuse to turn their, their country into a dictatorship and begin the concentration camp system. And that's what's being done with J6. It's a relentless campaign to make that the excuse for cracking down and, and um, criminalizing free speech, assembly, and political advocacy. You know, I had an opportunity at the J6 rally and uh, to talk to Joe Biggs' attorney. And, you know, he, who, who is also charged with seditious conspiracy. And uh, I just said to him, I go, how in the world can you not call them what they are? They're liars. They've created this lie. And they walk into New York. Why, why is it that you can't get this, these cases moved to a more, uh, not favorable, but just neutral environment like Virginia or Maryland? And what right. he said was scary. He, it was scary, downright scary. He goes, well, they, they, we, we can. We just have to have to argue that on appeal. 
And I, and I go, so that could take another two, three years. These men are going to lo- they're losing their lives, their livelihoods and lives for years. So the pound of flesh is being, right. is being doled out. So what do you mean you've got to wait years? Why is there not emergency injunctions and things that you can do? He says, oh, we're trying that. Well, we've been trying. We've, like in my case, we've been asking multiple times for change of venue, and every time it's denied. Um, there is no way a MAGA Republican... Trump supporter is going to get a fair trial in Washington, D.C. It's like 96% Democrat, and what few Republicans there are are Liz Cheney-style rhinos. But even more importantly, they have been bombarded with a relentless propaganda campaign by members of Congress, by D.C. It's been Washington, D.C., pseudo-keepers and proud boys and Trump and Giuliani. So they've had their you know their mayor get up on, on, on television, their police chief on television, and relentlessly paint us as something we're not. And, you know, falsely accuse us of being white supremacists and white nationals. That's an absolute lie. You know, falsely state that we led the attack on the, on the Capitol when the Oath Keepers that did go inside didn't go inside until after Congress had recessed. So they just throw these lies out. The jury pool in D.C. is absolutely tainted. And, you know, of course, the J6 Select Committee hearings have helped with that. DOJ itself, you know, going on in 60 minutes and, and demonizing everybody at January 6th, calling it an insurrection. That de- that also demonized people, and then then you have then you have by themselves getting up and saying that all the MAGA Republicans are semi-fascist and you know and everything else he said. So yeah, you have an absolutely tainted jury pool. It's impossible to get a fair trial in DC. You know, and the what, and and here's here's the other thing is that you, based on the jury system, you're only allowed a certain number of strikes. So they they load up the jury pool with ninety ninety eight percent. Democrats oh, it comes that way. Left. It, it, it comes that way. And so there's no way you can get through it. You strike one, you strike like another. Being tried, it, it'd be like being tried in, in uh, Putin's Russia right now or in China. You know, that's, that's the, really the, the figure of Drew pool of Russia or China that's hostile to Americans. It's, it's the same thing. So when does your trial start? Um, jury selection starts uh, tomorrow. So... And we're going we're gonna to fight. Our attorneys are going to do all they possibly can. But the other big thing, that, I mean, this, this, here's the other big problem, is that our defense is not ready. Um, all of these defense attorneys, myself and our co-defendants, are, have been busting their butt to go through the mountains of discovery that the, that the government's dumped on them. It's all kinds of, you know, terabytes worth of data, just piles and piles of it. They're still coming through. And they let the judge know we're not ready. And he, it's, he still refuses to do a continuance. He still insists on trial starting, you know, like I said, tomorrow. We're and the other, the other shoe to drop is we still have all the discovery to go through, and that's, that's our right to have that discovery, and, and we should have a right to go through it and prepare for trial. The other shoe to drop is the J6 Select Committee has also interviewed you know, thousands of people, um, and they've got, they interviewed, in fact, they interviewed Kelly Sorrell, our general counsel. They interviewed Michael Green, our operations leader, who they've also charged. They've interviewed key witnesses. And especially now they've charged some of these key witnesses, we need those interviews. And our attorneys have asked the select committee to turn over those interviews, which they could in a few seconds. They could just, here's the video, you know, attached to the video of the interview with Kelly Sorrell, and here attached to the video interview with Michael Green. They could do that for all of our, uh, all the people that we would consider exculpatory for us and we have a right to it but they're not turning it over 
So, and this is the other problem, is that the judge is not continuing the trial until Congress does turn over these interviews, which Congress has said they will. The J6 committee has let it known that they will turn these over sometime before the end of this year. So we know it's coming, and it's, it's Brady material. It's potentially exculpatory. We have a right to it. Once the government gets it, we have a right to it also. But we're, we're not going to have an opportunity to access it because they're not giving it to us right now. All right, so... You don't have access to the to the information. The judge is stopping that from happening. So the judge himself. Well, I mean, the J six select committee. I mean, the judge has no power to 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 make them turn it over, but he does have the power to continue the trial until Congress does turn it over, which they said that they're going to. They they've made it very clear they're going to turn all these interviews over to DOJ uh, to use against Trump and his supporters. But once they do, the DOJ has to turn it over to us as the, as the defense. Congress could turn it over right now. There's no reason why they can't. They just don't want to. So, so this episode of Conservative Daily is brought to you by DCF Guns. They're not just a supporter and a partner of the show. They're an organization that is on the front line of promoting safe and responsible gun ownership. Along with being a staunch defender of the Second Amendment, they have a lot of different things inside of their three ranges and stores. So they have a gunsmith at every location. They have the ability to do massive amounts of training, uh, anything from beginners all the way up to uh, competitive shooting. Um, They're also the best gun store in Colorado. Uh, between a mar- massive arsenal of top-tier firearms, competitive pricing on ammunition, they're a go-to resource for newcomers and expert shooters alike. Memberships there start for as little as $25 a month and offer an arsenal of benefits beyond that, such as store-wide discounts and special access to training. Even better, what you're seeing right now is DCF Guns also has an e-commerce option, meaning you can take advantage of the awesome prices without leaving your home. Just visit dcfguns.co and start browsing. I do want to tell you that as a listener of conservative-daily.com, you get an additional 5% off everything in the store. You have to use discount code Joe. That's J-O-E. That's discount code Joe. Go to dcfguns.co and use discount code Joe. J-O-E. That's me. Or it's coffee, cup of Joe. Um, But you can go there and save an additional 5% off every single thing on the site. Um, As always, we'll keep the range hot and the deals hotter only at DCF Guns in Castle Rock and Colorado Springs and now online available to everyone across the entire country. All right. So, how, how, how? Tell me about your. You're being kept. Evidence has been kept away from you. Evidence has been that, that makes it hard for you. Your trial. You obviously want a speedy trial, but there's, and this has happened fast for you, but it hasn't. Well, happened we waived our speedy trial in the interest of getting access to all of the Brady material. All the, you know, they call it Brady material. It's, it's potentially exculpatory information, and then there's what they call Jenks material, which is um, inconsistent statements by by witnesses. And we have a right to all of that. And the problem is, is the government has, has you know dumped these massive terabytes of data on the defense and said, "Here you go. You know, good luck finding what you need." And the defense is still not ready because we haven't had time to go through all of that. And then the other shoe to drop is, like I said, is is what we do know is exculpatory evidence that the J6 Select Committee has. They refuse to turn it over to us. So, so what about what about the other information that that has been compiled that shows that there were FBI agents and government 
agents that were involved in, in creating this, you know, the illusion of an insurrection. I mean, I've seen mountains of evidence related to what really happened on, on January 6th. Obviously, you and others were I haven't not- looked at any of that because where I'm at, I, I've not seen it, but I'm not at all surprised. And, and look, like with the Mallier occupation, when, when Alan Bundy occupied the Mallier Wildlife Refuge, it was like 12 paid informants inside of uh, his, his, his camp. You know, there were yeah. more of them than there were actual people. And then look at the Whitmer case in Michigan, the plot to commit the, the, the governor, same thing. They had multiple paid informants. Of course, they were crawling all over J6. I mean, they were inside of Oath Keepers, inside of Proud Boys, inside of all the groups, I'm sure, and, and then also on the ground. There's no doubt about that. Stuart, we had a chance to meet, and uh, we sat and talked at a restaurant in uh, last year. And... I was amazed at how intelligent you are, like how just sharp, how educated, how and, and never in the entire time that we sat and spoke did I ever feel as if you were driving anything to violence. Matter of fact, I, I felt it was no. the opposite. I felt no. it was the opposite. You were, you were saying, Joe, because we would talk, like, how do we work the problem? How do we get people to step off the ledge? How do we get people to stop wanting to... Uh, engage with in in behavior that would be violent. And your comment is, we just got to be patient. We got to stand together. We got to, you know, reinforce the facts. Talk about the truth. You and and you, the, your understanding of history and your understanding of where we are in this country was, and how you articulated, I thought was amazing. And as we see the continued assault on our privacy, on our freedoms. And the information war we find ourselves in, it's always important to protect your online activity. So if you're tired of feeling like someone's always watching you on the internet, or maybe advertisers know a little bit too much about you, if you're concerned about the privacy of your identity, using incognito mode will not solve the problem. IPVanish VPN is here to protect your right to privacy and help you stay anonymous online. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties such as hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. You can use IPVanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you use IPVanish, all of your data is encrypted. This means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online, and it's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing speed. So whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners of Conservative Daily Podcast, and you get a 30-day money-back guarantee. So you're getting nine months for free. On top of that, it's an awesome deal. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you do is tap one button, and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's running. Stop sharing with the world everything you watch, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com forward slash daily. So how did they get from that that to... one thing I've always said is, is something that Mike Vanderbilt, the founder of the Three Percenter Movement, said. He said, no Fort Sumters. What he meant by that is you don't want patriots to be the aggressors. You want the bad guys in the government to be the aggressors. That's, that's what you want, because otherwise you lose credibility. That's why you know he preached patience. And, and hey, we all get hot-headed. And I've said 
you know, I mean, I'm just, I think this country is going. I think that, you know, you know, I've said many, many, many times, that, hey, this is going to lead to a fight unless we can, we can dial this back. Right. That's why I wanted Trump to do the mass declassification and data dump. That had been the most peaceful way to expose the bad guys in both major parties. It's very frustrating that he did not do that, unfortunately. Well, I he think he did. The dirt he, he did declassify the, things. Intelligence agencies control people, right? Just all the dirt. But but he did declassify, and they basically went against the president's order to declassify. Yeah, he declassified a few things. He, yeah. didn't, he didn't do what I asked him to do. That. Yeah. But hey, it's water under the bridge. It's, you know. But my point is, is that I'm not some bloodthirsty guy looking for violence. I'm trying to... I see this as... The elite versus the people, and I see it as a divide and conquer campaign to get Americans to hate each other. You know, Democrats and Republicans, left and right. And when really the real bad guys are this tiny fraction of people at the very top. That's where the Occupy Wall Street people, frankly, had it, had it right. They were right about a lot of who the bad guys are, but they just had bad solutions. You know, socialism is not the solution. But um, but they write about this is tiny. You know, ultra-rich elite at the very top who sees the rest of us as cattle, but they're pitting us against each other. That's why I wanted Trump to use his power to declassify, to expose them, because you know that's how that's how um, intelligence agencies control people. That's how that's how J. Edgar Hoover was in charge of the FBI for life because he had a file on everybody. No one dared cross him. No one dared to to try to fire him because he had a file on everyone. But how much more is that like? How much more is it like that now with all of the total information awareness um, digital world we live in? The intelligence agencies know exactly who's dirty and who's not. And that's how they control people. Yeah. So you're you're. I have so many questions I want to ask you. So many questions that I think that the the, the public wants to ask. They they charge you with seditious conspiracy as if you planned January sixth. Um, I, you know, I don't believe anybody planned January sixth. I think it was just the voice of the people. I think it was a. a, well, a I think, I think dress- their, their agenda, like I said from the very beginning, has been very clear. They're trying to um, hang this on President Trump and also on the entire MAGA movement. So they, they have to manufacture a non existent plot, um, which is absurd. You know, if you look at the people, what people did that day, that's not an insurrection. That's a mostly peaceful protest. That's what that really was. You know, like I said in my speech that they, they played for the rally on Saturday, you know, I think down the road, it'd be looked at as Patriots Day. Here are people that had a legitimate grievance that the election was not just stolen, it was also unconstitutional, and they were rightfully upset about it. And that's all it really was. I mean, there was no attempt to overthrow the government. It would have looked very differently if that had been the intent that day. That's all I'm going to say. It would have looked a lot differently because people would have showed up armed, and nobody showed up armed. Nobody showed right. up to the, yeah. to the Capitol armed. Nobody, nobody wanted a armed conflict. And there are more and more videos that have come out where people are saying, this isn't who we are, as people were smashing windows and yeah. doing things. So I, you know, I think right. that and you have to wonder about who those, who those, you know. I've seen some videos of you know skinny guys and all dressed in black, you know, breaking, breaking windows in. It's like, well, who's who's that? <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's not it's not who yeah. we are as people. Yet they the media and the tech companies have become the weapons of the government to to basically go against the Constitution. It by proxy, that means that the those entities are guilty of RICO violations and of constitutional violations of our, of our rights as people. Now, 
and look at what the J6 Select Committee was doing to you, like Eastman. They're, they're, they're trying to criminalize political advocacy and legal advice. Right. You know, and they just arrested our general counsel for, for, uh, for Oath Keepers, and she was also the general counsel for Latinos for Trump. So they're, they're, they're criminalizing legal advice by, by, uh, by lawyers. You know, and they're trying to uh, criminalize the, anybody who's going to be an opponent of them. And this is very much like what you see in Iran, for example, right now, with the people who are there protesting. You know, they protested in 2009 against a corrupt election. And then after, the, after, after that was over, of course, all the leaders of the, of the protests were imprisoned. The United States is now behaving exactly the same way, like a dictatorship. So like in my trial, they're going to parade out statements that I made in those open letters to Trump and, and calls to action, things that I said, you know, very publicly. They're going to demonize them and use them against me, even though they are constitutionally protected free speech. They're still going to use it against me at trial as best they can. And so, you know, that's all I have to do to criminalize your free speech is, is to accuse you of a, of a uh, conspiracy and then say these statements show your state of mind, you know, that, that support the uh, allegations against you. But the long and short of it is, is you're criminalizing free speech. Stuart, have you ever done anything that would remotely be considered violence against anyone? I don't think I've ever seen you ever be violent. No, I've always seen never. you articulate fact, yourself. And, and this thing, the pattern of Oath Keepers throughout our history has been deterrence. We deter Antifa, we protect people against uh, violence in the streets, and we do it through deterrence. No Oath Keeper, you, you can't find a video of an Oath Keeper hitting anybody or shooting anybody or anything like that. Um, and on J6, our guys, I think, would come out in trial, they, they would be helpful to the police officers inside, not, not harmful. All right. So how can we? Yeah, how much? How much? Like I said, I, I know where the lines are um, when it comes to free speech and what's protected speech and what's not. You know, if you're if you're actually inciting violence, then that's not protected speech. But I don't do that. I'm very careful about not crossing that line. Well, there's been several times I have to tell you that I personally have said that it's going to take an act of force and that violence begets violence, kind of on those same lines that we don't want to be violent. But you know, it's like your kids when they do something wrong, you have to stand up against them doing something wrong, and so you you can't right. just let them go do something. That is, that is unethical or immoral without a consequence. And I feel like that's where we are. Right. We're, we, we have to stand up and stand collectively in courage um, and, and even stand through all of the slanderous things that are happening. And that's protected speech. Yeah. You can say, hey, the road we're going down is the same road the Founding Fathers had to deal with, which is what I've said, and it's going to end in the same way unless we change course. And that's protected speech. You can say we're heading for a civil war or, or a revolution or whatever you want to call it. I consider it, a, frankly, a counter-revolution. I think the coup happened in, in 2020, the COVID coup, which led to the, you know, the election coup. I think that is the coup. And we are the ones opposing that coup. And that was a seditious conspiracy. And we're the ones opposing that this conspiracy. That's how I see it. But predicting, predicting that, look, man, we've got to fix this. Peaceful means, like a declassification and data dump, um, try to fix it while, the, while President Trump is still in office. Or it's going to be a whole lot worse if we don't fix it down the road. It's going to be a lot worse. Okay. And you can look at what's going on in Iran. I keep, you know, keep bringing that up, that, that example up, because I think it matters. In 2009, they, they protested against a uh, corrupt election. They were suppressed brutally, and, and their leadership were put in prison. In 2018, they again rose up and protested against, against more oppression. That was even worse. And now they're, they're rising up again, led by the women of Iran, who have had yeah. enough 
uh, that, that a young lady murdered because she wasn't wearing her her, uh, her scarf properly. You know, so now hopefully the people of Iran finally clean out that corrupt dictatorship. But that's the pattern that we're now on. And pointing the truth out, that's not a conspiracy. You're pointing out, you know, this is what's coming, this is what's happening to your country is becoming a dictatorship. And hey, that's free speech. Hey, so I want to point this out. You were you were charged, and they've said some really bad things about you. They've slandered you everywhere. You never went into the Capitol. No. Uh-uh. And neither did Michael Green, our operations leader, who's a black combat vet, an ex-cop, who was in charge of our security teams that day. He did not go in either. He was going to be a key witness for us, um, and they indicted him about, I think about a month ago or two months ago. So, so they're indicting. So they're indicting you. They're they're charging you with these really, really. I mean, you're you're facing twenty five years to life. Well, the government's arguing it's it's a twenty year maximum sentence versus conspiracy. But the but the prosecutors were arguing that they could actually uh, sentence the judge could sentence us to life in prison. They sent a letter around to all the defense counsel that scared three of our co-defendants, terrorized them into pleading to a crime they did not commit. Sadly, they, they buckled under the pressure and signed a plea agreement agreeing that they committed something they did not do, which is citizen conspiracy. They pled to the main charge. You know, so they're they're being coerced into admitting a crime they did not commit and now they're gonna turn on the rest of us and testify or test a lie to something that did not happen. And sadly, I mean it's just it's just sad and pathetic, frankly. Well, so maybe those three people get on the stand and they're like, yeah, you know, the government made us say these things. That really happened. I, I mean, that, would, that would be the honorable thing to do. But the thing is, is that, you know, people, people are, human nature is what it is. I mean, Christ had, uh, he was betrayed. He had false witnesses when he was tried in front of Pontius Pilate. This is just part of human nature. And that's why the Bible is, is, is you know, has many, many statements about do not bear false witness. That's why it's in the Ten Commandments, because it's just a human frailty. And this is what this is what dictatorships do. It's what the Soviet Union used to do. They terrorize a man and threaten his family and threaten his life and and coerce him into a show trial, admitting to a crime he did not commit, and then turning on turning on other people and testifying against them. It's the same thing. This is what dictatorships do all over the world, and now it's coming to the United States. Here it is. It's happening here too. Well, I mean, look, this has happened to the poorest among us for a long time. Poor communities, this is how they get people thrown in jail. That's for right. A murder right. they didn't commit, exactly a robbery right. they didn't in fact, commit. there's a really good book by Paul Craig Roberts on that. He wrote a book called The Tyranny of Good Intentions a few years back about how plea bargains are coerced. That's right. Um, how can people help you, Stuart? I know we're going to run out of time and they're going to cut you off. So how, well, how can, can people help all. you? very clear. Like I said in my speech the day they played, you know, I'm a, I stand in solidarity with all of the J6 political prisoners. I don't care. The, you know, the Proud Boys, the Three Percenters, um, you know, Coy Griffin, everybody who's been overcharged, I stand in solidarity with all of them. And to help all of them, they can go to PatriotsLegalDefense.org. That's Patriots, that's plural, PatriotsLegalDefense.org. And that's a fund set up for all J6 defendants. And it is tax deductible. They can go there and donate. That'd be the one thing they could do that, to help all of us. That's patriotslegaldefense.org. So go there That's right. and support Patriots them. Legal Defense. How much more time do I have you for? Um, we can keep going until, until the guard until the guard kicks me out. <laughs> oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah, it's the first time here, and, and he let me stay out for a little bit. I'm good for now. Go ahead. All right. So tell me how the guards are to you. Are you at that place down there in D.C.? Uh, are you are you in D.C.? No, I'm in I'm in I'm in Alexandria. Um, which is they 
the marshals, the marshals that have transported me to court have told me that they stopped sending any J6 people to the D.C. jail itself. There is a federal holding facility next to it where my other co-defendants are at. We can call the CTC or something. Yeah. So I'm in a 22-hour lockdown. I mean, the guards here have been, I've got no complaints. A lot of them are veterans. Um, a lot of them know it's bullshit. They, they, they know. So I mean, I've been treated well here. Uh, I've got no complaints. I get along with the other with the other inmates here. But I am in what they call the hole. I'm in 22-hour-a-day lockdown. You can hear the guys behind me talking. They're talking to each other through their doors, you know, across the hall because they're all in lockdown. And the guy out right now is our unit worker um, who's just dishing out the food through our, through our slots. And I'm still out um, just by the, by the grace of, you know, by the grace of the guard letting me stay on the phone for a few more minutes. But, yeah, I'm in a 22-hour lockdown. You get out for a two-hour period to talk on the phone, take a shower, you know, work out a little bit, and then you're back in your cell, back in your box. Do they give you for nine months now. Do they give any books or anybody, is anybody allowed to send you letters? Is there any other way that people no, can? I can receive letters. Um, you cannot mail books. They will not let books come in. We only have the books that are, that are here. You know, like I've read The Count of Monte Cristo. I've read uh, I've read Tolstoy, <laughs> now. I've read a lot of you know great classics I've never had time to read. So you know, but we do have some books here, but you can't mail books in, but you can send letters, and letters are greatly appreciated. Um, you can go to Prisoners Record. Wong Kwan, uh, Wong Kwan runs that on on Telegram. Yeah. It's an awesome support uh, group, and a lot of them have sent letters, and, and every single letter uh, matters. It really does. It makes a big difference to us. Absolutely. Well, I, I wanted to say how much time you had left because I want to be able to pray for you. So I don't want them to kick you off. Are they going to give one you thing, a couple One thing more? I want to make clear, though, is that what we're going through, and all the guys like Jake Lang, who's here with me in, in next unit over, um, we understand that this is what we're going through is nothing compared to what other distance in the past have gone through. You know, the founding, founding generation, they were, they, were on, they were in horrible, horrible conditions as prisoners of war in, in British prison ships in New York Harbor. You know, it's horrible conditions. This is nothing like that. This is nothing like what Solzhenitsyn went through in the Soviet Union. This is nothing like what uh, Nelson Mandela went through in South Africa for 20 years. So, you know, we understand that we're okay. You know, compared to them, it's still an injustice, it's still a violation of our rights, but, but um, we got it pretty good when it comes to being political prisoners compared to what, you know, like in Iran right now, for example, or if you're, or if you're in, 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 uh, in China. You know, so we're okay. We're going to be okay. We're going to let them get us down. And so patriots out there need to lose their fear of jail. You need to lose your fear of prison. When you're fighting against a growing, you know, metastasizing police state, some of you are going to go to jail, and some of you are going to be railroaded into prison. So you have to be able to stand strong and not wilt under that, under that pressure. Stay strong, okay? Absolutely. It's this reality. I mean, the founders went through it. Every people in the world who have fought against tyranny have had to deal with false imprisonment. It's just the way it is. So, you know, suck it up. Well, suck it up, and you have to you have to know that going into it, right? You have to know that you know life ne life was never nobody ever said life was going to be fair. Nobody said it was going to be easy. No, you know, and, and Christians should understand this. You know, the Bible's full of, of of commands to us that you know take 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 heart, you know, take heart in your persecution. If you're being persecuted for Christ, take heart in that, you know. 
Hey, so uh, can I pray for you? I don't want to lose you before this. I want to pray for you. Absolutely. If that's all right. I appreciate that. And um, after after we get done talking to Stuart, we are going to continue on talking about this as long as we can keep him on. But I do want to pray for him. So uh, go for it. Yes, please. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, thank you for thank you for Stuart Rhodes. Thank you for his courage. Thank you for his conviction. Thank you for the path that you put him on. Thank you for protecting his heart, protecting his mind, protecting his health. Thank you for for keeping the hearts of those people that are that are guarding these men keeping them pure and keeping them safe. Thank you for allowing us the opportunity to speak truth. And thank you, Father, for the courageous men and women out there that are fighting to push truth. Father, I, I have some bold prayers and bold requests for, for Stuart. Father, I would just ask you to put a special blessing on Stuart, his attorneys, I would ask you to put a special blessing that they may be able to persevere through this and may, may stay strong and convicted and act with courage and act with integrity, Father. Please give them the wisdom to help defend Stuart in such a way that he may be found not guilty. I know it's a lot to ask in Washington, D.C. Father, I would ask you to bless Stuart with patience, with fortitude, with the stamina necessary to see this through. Father, I would just ask you to be on his heart to allow him to have peace, have him allow him to have joy. Even even in the harshest of conditions, I would just a allow you to to be on his heart to let him know that th that the path is clear and in the end restoration will happen. Father, I would also ask a special blessing on the other January 6 prisoners. I would ask you to guide and protect them. I would ask you to to get to the heart and minds of those that have been infected, people that have stood up and 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 have have taken this path of of saying things and, and testifying against Stuart and others and telling lies. Father, I would just ask you to get to their hearts and have them do the right thing and speak truth. Father, I would ask you to be on the hearts of the, the judges. I would ask you to, to press hard on their consciousness, their conscience and, and have them do the right thing. Even the ones that, that have bad intentions or, or maybe see all of this as, as the media portrays it. Father, I would just ask you to help them pull back the veil and see the truth. See the truth of the men and women that are being wrongfully convicted, charged, persecuted with this lie that the radicals and the establishment have created. Father, I would just ask you to walk with Stuart and let him know you're there every day. I would ask you to bless those people around him. That those people around him can see his light. That he, they can see by example the courage and the faithfulness that Stuart is following. Father, I ask all of these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I want to make something clear. I'm, I'm nothing special. I'm just another another veteran. And uh, my co-defendants, you know, Kenny Harrelson, Kelly Maggs, uh, Jessica Watkins, they're just, just as strong as I am. So, you know, props to them. 
and they've actually been in detention longer than me. Some of them been in detention in about 18 months now. So I just want to just make that clear, you know. So we're all in this together. Um, you know, I'm a sinner. I'm a flawed man. So every day I uh, ask God for courage. And if I have any redemption through the Lord, it is simply to make this stand as principled as I can. And so I will never um, bear false witness against anyone else. I will never bend the knee and plead guilty to something I did not do. And if I'm wrongly convicted, I will never apologize or express remorse for something I did not do. I will stand on my innocence and maintain my innocence no matter what. And I'm the same mindset that Nelson Mandela did. And he went through 20 years in prison, and he always had the conviction in his mind that he would be exonerated and he would walk free. And I think that's the right mindset for all of us to have, is don't lose heart, don't despair, even if you're wrongly convicted, like some of us have been, you know, almost all of them out. Um, stay strong, understand this is a long fight. It's a, it's a friggin' marathon, it's not a, not a sprint. So don't lose heart and just uh, stay strong. Stuart, God bless you. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that, man. But, um, you know, like I said, this big picture is that this is the fight for our republic. And I don't mean a physical, you know, violent fight. I'm talking about this is the fight. And the hardest fight is inside of you. And there are people now who have, you know, folded, who have withered, like like Thomas Paine said. These are times that try men's souls, you know. And everyone's a patriot, so it's time to be patriot shit. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And being a political prisoner, or, or or being threatened by the by the government in the attempt to coerce you to lie on the stand. That's a that's a fight right there. That's the internal fight. Um, so guys that are called to bear witness against other people, they need to stand firm and not do it, not do false witness, and speak the truth on the stand. If you're being called to testify, go and testify. Don't try to duck out. Go back up your brothers and sisters and speak the truth. Amen. Well, I, I don't, I don't, again, I don't know how much time you have. Um, I would like to give you as much time to speak as possible and to talk about things that you want to talk to as possible. Because I think it's important for I people to hear you. Five, five, ten minutes. We're okay. It's up to you, though. So, so let's. I, I'm going to take it, Mr. Producer. You're okay with that? If I just, yeah, we, we've got, we have plenty of time. And I told everyone we were going to run late anyway because there's a bunch of stuff that I want to talk about related to this with the FBI uh, corruption that we're dealing with. Let's do it. Yeah. The FBI is, is, is acting like a Gestapo. Um, you know, God bless this one whistleblower, and apparently there are some more coming forward. So there is still there's still some inside the FBI who don't like the direction that it's going. Um, but uh, you know, so God bless them. But, but overall, it's becoming the Stasi. It really is. So what what uh, what, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, let me just ask you the question. I mean, President Trump is under now constant persecution. Now they're going after any uh, loan that he got on buildings, trying to prevent him from ever running for office right. uh, and, and uh, well, opening a business. I, I, I think they're going to indict him on something. I, mean, I think it's beyond a doubt. In fact, I, I predicted that um, way back in, in February of last year. You know, they're going to indict him. You know, they're just trying to figure out what they can indict him for. And that's what they're going to do. Try to keep but, from running again. But don't you this think is, that's going to ignite? Here. Don't you think that's going to ignite the entire okay. country? What's that? Don't you think that indict? Don't don't you think that'll actually in, ignite the entire country? Well, here's what I think President Trump should do. 
I think he's being given bad advice to not announce, to wait. And I think the longer he waits, the more likely it is they'll try to indict him before he announces. He should announce now. And I believe he should go to talk to DeSantis and say, look, man, let's just you know create the team right here. Trump DeSantis, because DeSantis brings to the table things that, that President Trump um, does not have. DeSantis, I think, is a is a better manager of staff and people. Frankly, you know, I think Trump got got side got, got blindsided by the way DC runs, and I think DeSantis can help him navigate that and do a better job of picking good staff this time. That's the biggest weakness I think he had, as he was being too nice to people who turned out to be inside the Beltway snakes. And I think DeSantis could help him navigate navigate that territory. So Trump should announce a Trump-DeSantis ticket right now. And that places the deep state in the position of, are they actually going to try to be announced candidate of their of their guy, you know? Um, right now, they're trying to announce that the, who the presumed one's going to be. They're trying to indict him, so they're 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 doing that right now. Make them have to um, actually go after the announced candidate. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you that he should announce now. They said, "Well, we need to get through the pro- get through the November election." I go, "That's no, what no. all the rhinos are telling him. That's right." That, I mean, they're 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 telling him to wait because it takes pre- You know, but yes. uh, but they're more likely to. People are more likely to become more courageous if President Trump Trump steps out. They're just more. They're more likely yes, to do exactly it. Right. Um, and and I think it takes. It, I think it takes President Trump maybe thinking outside the box. See, they they know they're taking, doing all this advice, and I think that he needs to not tell anyone, not tell uh, Melania, not tell Ivanka, not tell anyone, just not tell it. Eric, and just do just literally do step out and say, I'm having a press conference. And at that press conference, go, yeah. I am running for president of the United States in 2024. Yeah. I, I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. And I think that if he does that. And, and, and I call on Mr. DeSantis. I'm going to. Fly back home or, or go see him and let's, let's talk and let's, let's create a ticket right now. Trump DeSantis. That'd be the winning ticket. Yeah, I think if he does that, though, he does have to. Uh, I don't think that the vice president and the president can come from the same state, right? Is that true? I think, I think it, that the vice president and president cannot reside in see, the same is state. Trump a, is Trump a legal resident in Florida now? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I see him go to, to Bentmeister or Bentmeister. Bentmeister. Anyway, his yeah, place in New Jersey. You're right. You're right. So it's good to check on that. If he's a legal resident of Florida, if he is, then you're right. And that, that forestalls DeSantis, unfortunately. So, the, But I think that DeSantis is the only one he can really trust. So I think that uh, I don't know what the, the requirements are for what states that you're yeah. um, what states think, you can. I think you're right. I think it has to be someone from a different state. So, yeah. You know what? Then how about, uh, how about uh, Chrissy Nome from uh, North Dakota? I love that idea. Yeah, I love I that idea. Her. Now, yeah, the only the, the reason why I like DeSantis, and he can step out of Florida and, and take residency in a different state. He can do that. Uh, yeah, there's yeah, there's there's, that. there's no requirement. <laughs> well, there's no requirement for him. He can go to Texas, right? He can go to. I wouldn't go to New Jersey, but I mean, he yeah. Could, I, mean, I think he'd just be waiting for the next next opportunity after this. Then, if, if, if that's the preclusion, then then yeah, he'd, he'd to be, he would just wait till the next next round, and then it'd be DeSantis, be the be the leader. But I think that not choosing DeSantis becomes problematic because DeSantis will literally hand when he hands that baton to DeSantis. DeSantis has shown himself to be uh, a, a Reaganist type of of candidate. He's shown himself to be someone that stands up for true values of Americans. So if we had him as right, the vice president, 
So yeah. Christian Nome would be the good running man, I think, right now. It would be good to have a female vice president for all the other optics, but she's also a hardcore. She did not buckle during COVID. Of all the governors, she stood the strongest. She really did. Period. Yeah. My, my, my fear is... stronger than DeSantis. Yeah, I, and my, my fear is is that President Trump will decide not to run. That That is my number one fear, is that he'll make the decision he not to run. He needs to run. He needs to run. He really, he really does. And he needs to run because, like Biden, and I don't, don't want to call him president because I don't think it's legitimate at all. Yeah. Uh, it was an unconstitutional election. I'm sorry. No, but, it was. Uh, Biden yeah. has made it very clear that they're going to target the other half of the country. They're not going to stop. And so Trump needs to, to reunify the MAGA Republicans um, and bring us all together and uh, and drive on. Absolutely. Well, if he does, and he does choose DeSantis, and he does choose to step into a different state, there there's a thing that can happen where DeSantis hand, hands off, and he runs for eight years, he wins for eight years, we find ourselves in a more stable environment, beating down this, this radical leftist environment. Yeah, maybe. If you have clean elections, yes. <laughs> well, That's my concern, though, because, you know, as we talked about this last time, um, re- listeners should go look at Article 2. That was not followed. They did not pick the electors in the manner established by the state legislature, as Article 2 makes clear. They instead changed the, you know, the supposed rules for, for electors by executive fiat or by judicial fiat in many of the states. And that's why Texas sued Pennsylvania, because the Pennsylvania State Court just changed the rules on its own. And Texas sued, and other states jumped in, and that was the case that should have gone to the Supreme Court and been decided by the Supreme Court, like they did with Bush v. Gore in 2000. And that's why we're in this constitutional crisis, because the Supreme Court did not do their job. Only Alito and Thomas were like, hey, we don't have discretion to not hear this case. It's under our original jurisdiction. We are the trial court in this case. But yet, all the other justices just made up excuses and didn't hear it. So that's why we're in this, this predicament. So we focus on that like a, like a laser. It's an unconstitutional election. And we are basically a post-constitution republic now, a post-constitution country because they did not follow the Constitution. So the only way out of it now is to make sure that, if you can, make sure that the, the Constitution is followed across the country in all the states from now on. That's the only way out, you know, as far as you know, normal elections. Um, I'm going to put this up here again, if we can, and that is how they can, uh, how they can help you. That's the PatriotsLegalDefense.org. And that will help all the January 6th. There is a fund set up there. It is the PatriotsLegalDefense.org. Right. Yes. And there are other ones. If they go to uh, Gateway Pundit, they've got the American Gulag page, and he's got a bunch of other fundraisers. You know, donate to all of them. Give a little bit to each. And Jim Hoff has been fantastic. Just give props to him. Gateway Pundit's been been, uh, rock solid throughout all this. So, so we have sponsors that have been with us for a long time. This one has definitely been here a long time. This is Air Medcare Network. Today's podcast, again, sponsored by Air Medcare Network. If you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road, if you travel a lot, if you even drive a lot, even if you don't drive a lot, this is good fire insurance. If you like to hike or spend time outdoors, you want to make sure your family's protected in a medical emergency if you ever need to be air medically 
transported. With AirMedCare Network, you're covered for as little as $85 a year. Your whole household will be covered in case you ever need to be air medically transported. Uh, simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily and you'll receive up to a $50 Visa gift card when you sign up today. Now, they also have an Amazon card, but we don't do business with Amazon here on this show. So please do not sign up for this and get the $50 Amazon gift card uh, because that is feeding the beast and we don't feed the beast. So get that $50 um, gift card and sign up. You can go up to, I think the five-year membership is like 300 bucks or something. But uh, so it's even less. So it's $85 a year for your whole family. And then as you go up, it, it, it actually reduces. So airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily. Um, so they're, they're saying that, uh, yeah, Ash, I don't think you're right. I don't think you can be from the same state and actually, I mean, so Ash just said that you can be from the yeah. same state, but you can. You cannot. You cannot. It's been... Go look it up in Article 2, guys. I don't have the Constitution in front of me. Just go look it up in Article 2. It'll, it'll tell you. <laughs> but, yeah, I think, that, I, think that, I think that's right. I think you cannot. So I think that now that Trump has moved to Florida, which might have been a tactical error, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, so. it's... it's hey. uh, I think Chrissy Nome was there. She's good. I would take. I would take. You know what? Frankly, to me, it's they're interchangeable. DeSantis or her, either one of them are rock solid. I would not be at all uh, worried about that. Take take Christy Nome as number two, for sure. Well, well I think DeSantis can wait his turn next time. Well, well, if we don't, and I'm going to say this on the air with you there, and so they can say, if we don't get rid of the machines, it's not much going to matter because they steal elections on a regular basis. Those machines, oh, yeah, and of course. Well, they, sure. So there's, there's the, the normal, you know, quote unquote normal election fraud is, is the problem with these electronic machines. But then there's the, the nuclear election fraud, which was COVID 19 and all the, you know, gross violations of state law and also Mail federal ballots. law for that matter. You know, they they do the mass mail-in ballots, all these unsecured drop boxes. That was this catastrophic uh, violation of, of standard election law across the country, especially in the swing states. You know, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona, uh, Michigan. The critical states is where you saw the most um, blatant violations of established state election law. That's how they did it. Well, and if we don't... That's right. We, we were able to uncover it, get all of the evidence, and none of the media would even pick it up. And because Dominion sued well, Smart Well, that's what's cool about uh, Souza. I mean, he's kicking butt with that documentary. It's starting to, you know, percolate and, and, and raise awareness. Yeah, 2,000 mules. Yeah, right, well, yeah. We took you to the end of the hour today. Okay. Um, I appreciate that. But like I said, though, I think closing comment. Don't just talk about the election fraud. Also go back and look at Article 2, the clear mandate that the elections be run according to the, uh, the, the electors be selected according to the manner established by the state legislature. Then go look at the swing states and look at how they did not, they did not follow their own state election law. That's what makes it unconstitutional. The executive branch, judiciary branch are not mentioned anywhere in Article Two, just the state legislature. I know it sounds like a you know a pinhead argument or something like that, but this is important. This is the Constitution. So you don't even have to prove the fraud to show that the Constitution um, makes that an illegitimate election. And that's what was ducked by the Supreme Court. So when they say that Trump and all of his supporters had their day in court, that's a lie. They did not have their day in court. The Supreme Court did not hear it. And that's well, on them. I feel like the Supreme Court is is trying to claw back on that mistake of not hearing that case now. Now that everything's settled yeah. down and and John Roberts yeah. is starting to figure right. out, he's like, we like, we got to get another case in front of us that we can take. I think that they're thirsty for a There's case. There's one coming up. 
They, they have one. I think it's out of Pennsylvania. It's a, it's a, you know, the same issue. I think it's finally coming to the court, and hopefully they'll put the genie back in the bottle, you know, for next time. Well, there's also a lawsuit in Pennsylvania related to Dominion to get rid of the machines out of a county called Fulton County, Georgia, where they are suing because the machines are compromised, and they wrote out a very fiery... Um, I haven't seen yet the, the response by Dominion, but I'm, I'm interested to see how that, that actually plays out, um, whether or not right. they confess some of those things. We can go back a few years, and the left was holding hearings in the Senate and also a bunch of newspaper articles, I believe, from the New York Times talking about how electronic voting is, is dangerous and, 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 and uh, fraud-prone. It's too too easy to be to be fraudulent, and the same thing goes for for mail-in ballots. Back when it was the military that was milling in most of the mail-in ballots, the left was saying that they were you know prone to fraud. So we can go back and find words where they point out that these are these are flawed systems. So why not? Hey, so I want to ask you about before you go because we do have a couple more minutes left. I, I want to ask you about another ticket that I think would be amazing. <laughs> I think it would be absolutely ridiculously amazing, and that would be President Trump and Mike Lindell. Yeah, I mean that'd be okay, but I would take I would take Christy Nome. She has the like I said. I think President Trump needs a governor, an executive who has done it and who has stood the pressure. She stood the pressure during COVID. Uh, from what I can tell, she stood the pressure like nobody else did, and I think that's a better ticket um, as far as you know personnel management and dealing with the swamp. You need someone that knows and understands politics, but who is not sold out. And that's a hard thing to find. I think Noah and, and DeSantis are the two shining stars. I really do. Yeah. Uh, still, you know, God bless Mike Lindell for all he's done, but but I, th- but I think you need a governor. I really do. Well, I I, I think at some point uh, Mike Lindell has to enter the sphere of politics because his voice is infectious and his his courage is infectious, and I think he's. Oh, he could be he's on the cabinet. Absolutely. I mean, that's a, that's the thing. Trump, you know, he needs to. If he if he's if God graces us with another Trump administration, he has got to, you know, do not use anybody who's inside the Beltway. Like like Barr was a, was a disaster. I predicted it'd be a disaster. You know, Bill Barr is an old swamp creature from way back. So he needs outsiders. That's exactly right. He Bill Barr is a CIA swamp creature. Yeah. Pardon? Bill Barr is a CIA swamp creature. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was from way back when. Yeah, it was, it was the first time around, you know, so it was a disaster. This is what happened, though, is, is that he let, uh, he let Pence pick his pick staff, I think. I'm pretty sure that's how it went. You know, that was part of the deal. You got to take Pence, and, and guess what? Pence gets, gets to pick all the, all the staff, and he picks swamp creatures. And Pence is a swamp creature. Don't let him fool you. He wrapped himself in, in Christianity, but he's a swamp creature. Oh, let me tell you something. He, he, is, he is as close to being the devil as I think the devil could be on our side. He is the wolf in sheep's clothing. There's nothing about that man that is redeeming. That's right. Yeah, exactly right. Right there in the temple. Yeah. So Trump needs outsiders. He needs to he needs to seriously go find others like him, either business outsiders or political outsiders. And you go find people that are that are, you know, proven by their track record that they don't buckle under pressure. That's why I keep bringing up Christine Noam and DeSantis, because there's there's two that have proven themselves under the fire. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, so we just got to stay strong, united, and that's the biggest thing. Is, is there's so many circular firing squads on the political right? Everyone just poking at each other and infighting, 
And it's human nature. It's going to happen. But, man, just try to minimize it. You know, I've had people, you know, attack me. People call me a fed, all kinds of stupid crap. You know, I still get no apologies from them. Even even today, even while I'm sitting here in isolation for nine months, they still won't retract and apologize against calling me a fed. But, you know, I'm not going to let it bother me. We need to let go of our, of our, of our differences and coming together as much as possible. This is about something way bigger than you and me, bigger than our little slice of the pie, bigger than our pet, you know, whatever it is, org, podcast. Cast, you know, whatever our thing is, it's bigger than any of us. This is about our country. Yeah. Yeah. Stuart, God bless you, brother. We'll be praying for you. I know everyone in the comments will be praying for you. The listeners will be praying for you. And uh, I just want Thank you, you to know, if, you guys. I'll be sending you a letter as well. And uh, if I can, hey, make, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, if I get a chance to be able to make it out to uh, watch any of your trial, I will. I don't even know if I'm allowed to, but I'll be reaching out to your attorney to see if that's a possibility. It's public. Yeah, come on in. Come on in. Yeah, speak to to my attorney, and he can help you, uh, you know, get in there and uh, make sure you could be good to have some coverage. That'd be good. All right. Stuart Rhodes, God bless you. All right, brother. God bless you guys. Thank you for your time, and, you know, God bless America. Stay, stay, Stay strong, okay? All right. Stuart Rhodes, he's in, he's in jail facing charges of seditious conspiracy. It's important to know that many people say things when they're mad. But he, there's, there's no conspiracy to overthrow a country because the country isn't what it, it should be. You have murderers that are let out of jail like the one up in North Dakota. Murderers that murdered an 18-year-old. Taylor murdered him because he was a MAGA Republican brought on by the incitement of violence of the radical left. You have the January 6th lies. Listen, everyone. Oh, oh, by the way, the Daily Beast, I don't know if you saw this, Apollo, Daily Beast called me a D-list podcaster, a D-list podcaster with 6 million viewers a month. I'm a D-list podcaster. I don't actually know how that does it. How does that happen? Apollo. Well, I mean, the Daily Beast said it must be true, right? Oh, it must be true. The, the Daily Beast is, I'm a, I, because I went to the January 6th deal, so they wrote this whole, you know, this, this article, was again, slanderous article, and called me a D-list podcaster. So then I looked up the person that wrote the article. Y- yeah, that is a D-lister. <laughs> we, we have a couple of other stories we're going to be doing today. I haven't, re- I haven't figured out if we're going to do a two-hour tonight. We might do two hours tonight. We're gonna we're gonna figure out right after the show, but we've got a lot of stuff to cover. Um, there there is a massive shift that has been happening, and it's accelerating a lot, both here in America as well as abroad. Uh, so we have a lot of information that we put together uh, to illustrate that to you and to show you what's going on, because this is again not a not just an American phenomenon. In some ways, uh, the USA is actually behind uh, a lot of other countries, but. That awakening, and particularly this idea we'll talk about. Got rid of the voting machines. Uh, yeah. Italy. Got rid of the voting machines in Italy, and for the first time ever, a conservative was actually elected as the governor. A conservative woman was elected, excuse me, as the, as the PM. That, that happened in Italy. It's happening all over the world. People are actually starting to use their voices. I think that the apathy of the American man in large part has stopped us from standing up and standing up more boldly. 
but I see even more men deciding to actually go to testosterone clinics and get some testosterone because they're recognizing they've been drinking too much soy. Soy boys. You know, I, I prayed I prayed earlier for Stuart, but I, I really want to pray for you guys as well as we end the show. I want to pray for the listeners. I want you to understand how important this work is for me. This isn't my show. This is your show. And I don't get on here because I like to hear myself talk. Apollo, how many times have you talked me off the ledge? I'm like, I just don't, I don't know if I want to, I mean, this isn't, you know, I love tech. Right? Mm -hmm. How many times? Hundred? Two hundred? Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably two hundred. What I want to do is take tech and build a platform that allows for us to speak truth and make you an ambassador of truth and give you an opportunity to come in and talk. It's one of the reasons why I like doing open mic is so that you guys can call in and talk. I can hear directly from people that are in the community. The January 6th rally was not a failure. There's a couple hundred people there. We had people on our side saying, don't go, false flag event, don't go, don't go, don't go. And to them, I want to say this, shame on you. Shame on you that a million people can show up on January 6th to redress their grievances. Shame on you for not speaking up across the nation because you're afraid to go to jail. What Stuart Rhodes just said is very interesting, but also very true. You can't be afraid. The Bible says very clearly, 365 times, fear not. It also says in Galatians 4.16, Am I the enemy because I tell you the truth? And you can look no further than the persecution of men than to go read Hebrews. And maybe we should read Hebrews. Can, can, we, can we read something really quick? Are you guys okay with that? You okay with me going just a, a couple minutes longer? I want to read something. Can you pull up Hebrews 10.32, please? Huh? In the King James Version. I think that I don't have all the answers, but I do think, sorry, I'm trying to get back in my computer. How that happened? There we go, I'm back in. I, I do think that as we start thinking about where we're at as a nation, as we start thinking about that, you, you can't sit here and say to yourself, The fight's not worth it. I'm gl so glad they're fighting. I'm going to sit over here and just kind of eat popcorn and sit on the, my remote and talk about the things that are happening, right? Talk about the things that are happening in the, in the country. I can't just be on the keyboard. I've got to actually start professing and speaking truth. Do we have it, Mr. Producer? Yeah. Paul, we have it? Mm -hmm. Sorry. So, so let me read this to you for a minute if I can. Hebrews 10.32, but call to remembrance the former days in which, after ye were illuminated, ye endured a great fight of afflictions, partly whilst ye were made a gazing stock both by reproaches and afflictions, and partly whilst ye became companions of them that were so used. For ye had compassion of me in my bonds, and took joyful the spoiling of your goods knowing you're in yourself that ye have in heaven a better and enduring substance. Cast not away, therefore, 
your confidence, which has great re recompense of reward. Go just a little bit further. There we go. For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. So I want to say this. If you do the work of God, faith without works is dead. If you do the work of God, if you stand in the gap, if you have, if you have courage, it doesn't mean you won't lose your life. It doesn't mean you won't go to jail. It doesn't mean you won't be attacked. It doesn't mean you won't be slandered. All of those things will probably happen. No one makes it out of this life alive. But what it does mean is that you will receive the promise and we will go through a place of great restoration to restore the constitutional integrity to our nation. Stewart also said that the Occupy Wall Street, they were right about certain things. In order to convince people to do bad things, you have to be right about some of the things. You have to be telling partial truths and then cover it and smother it with lies. There is a lot of bad corruption in our country. There's a lot of, of evil happening in our society. They blame it on police officers, but the reality of it is it's not the police officers, it's the politicians. I talked about this on Saturday. The politicians speak a language that we can't understand. Do you want to know why President Trump was so popular with the people? For many, many, many years, we stepped out of the political realm. We would say that these, these people are clowns. We didn't want anything to do with it. We would vote for our party. While both parties were, were doing the, the evil deeds, just divvying up the money and the, and the property, the, the street. This part's your street, this part's my street. You bash me, I'll bash you. They became a criminal enterprise. But the reason why average everyday people, which is 99.9% .9 of our population, the reason why we didn't want to get involved in it is that they weren't speaking English. They would show up to rallies with talking points of the GOP, and they would have talking heads in the audience that were going like this. And so you'd look around, they're going like this, and like, well, I guess that's what the American people, that's what, they're, that's what they need. That's, what, that's what's important to them. That's what they would, they would say that, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But we didn't pay attention because they weren't speaking English. And then President Trump came along and said, you don't have jobs. They don't want to take care of you. They want to be unfair to other countries. They don't want to put America first. And for the first time ever in the history of our nation, people popped their heads up and was like, that is what is hurting me. They want to overtax you and take from you. They want to treat you like slaves. These are all the words of the American people. These are all the things that you were feeling, but no one would articulate. So you would go out there and talk to people, and they're like, yeah, but nobody is saying that in the political world. And it ignited a fire in the people, and people started waking up and realizing that, hey, the Democrat Party is not for me, and the Republican establishment literally has done everything to stand against us. And somebody is actually speaking English. They're speaking my language. They're honoring the country. They're talking about the things that are most important. And so here we are. You have a populist movement of the people. And that scares those people in positions of trust and power because it stops them from being able to do what Nancy Pelosi did, and that's make $300 million on the back of Americans. And so the FBI has to step in, and they have to, they have to crush anyone and everyone that stands up and put them in jail. And now the people that are in jail are like, listen, 
Nelson Mandela did this for 27 years. I am a symbol of what the American people are feeling and the persecution that they feel heavy under. That's why President Trump was so successful. That's why President Trump was so loved by every race, every religion, Democrats, Republicans. That's why there were so many defectors. And that's why the machine steel pushed it and bloated it to 81 million votes. It had to. They had to steal the election because they knew that the spirit of the American people was driven down to what was most basically needed by them. Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, and for people in every community to have opportunity. And the left destroyed everything that they touched throughout the entire period. And the establishment helped them do it. So that's why we are where we are. And that's why you're awake. That's why you're listening. That's why you pay attention to this podcast and other podcasts. It's because we're, we're finally speaking English. You can understand it. What do you got, Apollo? We got some great stuff tonight. We'll probably go two hours tonight because I think we have to get all of that information we have a, out. We have a lot to tell you about tonight. So, yeah, tonight's going to be a big show. Um, and just keep in mind, you know, we actually mentioned this in the Facts Blast today. We have, I mean, just think about this, guys. You talk about people becoming awake. We're going to talk about what is happening, you know, in other parts of the world as well. But now we've just had several Trump rallies. What was the turnout for that? Thousands and thousands of people showed up. It's packed. It's sold out once again, despite the continued narratives, despite them raiding him. In fact, you know, they only probably helped. But Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi getting booed in public. Joe Biden is getting booed in public. People are chanting, let's go, Brandon, at the State of the Union address. Dana Nessel, the Michigan AG, is getting booed at a liberal arts festival. They're getting booed off stage. There is a time very soon when these people are not going to be able to walk the streets without, uh, without people heckling them, without them being the, the B-list jesters that they are. That time is, is here, if, and if it's not, it's going to be next week, to be honest. So uh, just understand, this never happened to Trump. Never happened to Trump. They wanted it to. In fact, they even told you, make them uncomfortable in public. Make them unable to be in public. Boo them out of restaurants. Tell them exactly how you feel. Shout them out. And now it's happening to them because the American people sees through this. They understand plain English. They understand Trump's words. These people, these little lizards with their doublespeak, people understand that they are being lied to. They understand that they are not playing for the same team. So again, when you remember what Maxine Waters, as one example, told everyone who would listen, make sure Republicans know they were not welcome in society. Again, Dana Nessel, humiliated. You couldn't even hear her on the microphone at an art festival. Not a, not a MAGA convention, not an NRA convention, at an art festival in Michigan, in, in a liberal area. Biden heckled during his uh, sermon. A man got up at another one of his events and shouted him out saying, you stole the election, you're a liar. Nancy Pelosi booed off stage in New York City. Do you think Congress can't feel it, you guys? Because the American people do, and the political winds are changing in America. And we know, just as they are starting to understand that we know, everything that they have done is a complete and total failure for the American people. Foreign policy, COVID policy, border policy, economic policy, people are suffering. And they still have to tell you that Joe Biden is the president. We know this isn't true. They know this isn't true. So 
demand for every Congress impeach Biden. He called half of the country terrorists. He called us a threat to democracy. Prosecute the crimes against Americans and humanity. All the millions of people who are being injured and killed from this COVID agenda, from stolen elections, who are being squeezed out of their homes, who are going broke. We need transparency, and the American people deserve that. Sunlight is the best disinfectant. Get on the right side of history, Congress, or you won't be able to walk down the street without shame and, humilia and humiliation. You can look to Nancy Pelosi and these other clowns for that. So go to conservative-daily.com. If you're already a member, God bless you. Uh, and that's dropped, uh, or dropping, I think, today. So uh, you can send all those for free. If you're a member of Conservative Daily, send this message to Congress. Demand that they impeach Biden. Demand that we have accountability and transparency. The, get, the jig is up. Game is over. The American people are awake, and it's only a matter of time before the rest of us fall suit. That's all I've got. All right. Hey, God bless you all. We'll see you tonight at 4 o'clock. Until then, get on your knees and pray for Stuart. Pray for our country. And let's, uh, oh, I did say we were going to pray for everyone, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah, so let's pray real quick. Uh, not real quick. Let's just pray. Father God, whew, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to be with us. Thank you for giving a us a path forward. Thank you for giving us patience. Thank you for giving us stamina and wisdom. Thank you for dulling our tongue at times, for tempering our frustration, for helping us stand together in the gap and unify and stepping away from any sort of distractions that they may put in front of us. Thank you for the selfless sacrifice of so many men and women, Father. Thank you for those that fight for others unselfishly. Thank you for President Trump. Thank you for Mike Lindell. Thank you for the, the efforts of those that have uncovered and promoted truth. Thank you for Gateway Pundit, for their tireless and just tenacity in pursuing truth at every angle in every part of our country. I want to thank the team at Conservative Daily for the work that they do. I want to thank you for their commitment. I want to thank you for the honor that they show each other. Father, please bless us with peace. Please bless the audience with peace. Please bless those that listen with peace. Please give, please give them the ability to have hope, but, but be able to see that hope, not just feel hope, not hopium, Father, but hope in knowing that what the truth is and having faith in what the mission and in what the outcome will be. Father, I, I ask you to bless us with the, with the courage of, of a thousand men each. I would, I, would, I would ask you to wake up the men in our society and give them the courage that is necessary to step on the field of battle, not in a, a place of violence, but in a place of speaking, articulating truth to every man, woman, and child. Father, help us to protect our children. Help us to drive out the evil and the devils that have occupied our school systems, occupied our communities. Father, please give us the strength. Give us the stamina. Give us the ability to walk unselfishly and to complete the task, complete the journey that you've put us on, Father. Please bless us with help, health. Bless our hearts and our minds that they may be clear. And help us to love each other, Father, as we go out there to, to lift the veil so that others can, can walk towards you, to be an example of your love towards them 
but also pushing and understanding that love does require accountability. It does require pushing out and, and pursuing consequences. Father, help us that we may all walk in your light, Father, but that we may have the courage to stand up and fight back against the evil that has been pushed upon us to, to try and make victims of people in our society. Help us to become people of interposition, to stand between the oppressor and those that would be harmed. And help us to do your will always, Father. I ask these names, I ask for all of these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right. Hey, share the share the podcast with people. I'm a D-lister podcaster, so your sharing has been greatly appreciated. God bless you. I love you guys. <laughs> well, hey, can I can I play ten seconds of something? Yeah. Because I want to. Because we're D-list podcast. What kind yeah. of politician do you think Nancy Pelosi is? I couldn't talk. About that. I guess yeah, she's D-list. Couldn't get her talk. Yeah, she's not. She's not even D-list. She's yeah. It's kind of weird, isn't it? Kind of weird. Yeah, you know. It's kind of weird. All right. Well, we'll be back tonight. We've got a lot more to talk to you about. And right. again, we are winning. God bless you all. God's winning. God wins. Amen. If you want to watch Conservative Daily podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com on Rumble. On Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV 2 at those same times. On DLive. And now on Odyssey. You can also find our episodes at brighteon.com. Make sure you also check out the link in the description to go to the Brighteon store and prepare you and your family with the awesome storable food and other products that they have there. You can find us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, and everywhere else. Make sure you go and give us a five-star review and be that ambassador of truth. Share this episode with everyone who needs to hear it. Text the word freedom to 89517 and we'll shoot you a text message when we're about to go live. Check out the description for our link to the daily newsletter so you get access to the fax blasts. We want to thank you for being a listener of Conservative Daily Podcast as we pursue truth and fight to restore our nation. We will continue to provide you with the most important information that the mainstream media will not show you. Now at conservative-daily.com, you have the option to become a member with us. Each membership option varies in access and discounts in regards to the ability to interact with the daily fax blasts, monthly savings, access to extra content, and interactions with the hosts and guests of the show. Go to conservative-daily.com and become a member right now for as little as $10 a month. Make sure you check out social media and find us everywhere at Conservative Daily and at Joel Oltman. We'll see you next time on Conservative Daily Podcast. It's time to do the hard work. Let's take our country back, patriots. God bless America.